0: You are Locked On Pacers, your daily Indiana Pacers podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. The Pacers winners of three of their last four took on the Milwaukee Bucks Thursday night, in their second-to-last home game, with high hopes of winning the game and continuing their push for the 18th Eastern Conference. They got off to an okay start, only trailing at the half. By three points and really remaining in the game until a third quarter run by the Bucks, going outscoring Pacers 40 to 30, propelled them past the Pacers. They're led by Giannis Antetokounmpo's 40 points, 15 rebounds, six assists. He shot 14 of 18 from the field for a ridiculous 70-something plus percent shooting percentage for the Pacers. It has been a litany of injuries. Uh, led to a starting lineup after Montez Sabonis, O'Shea Bursette, Justin Holliday, McDermott, and McConnell tonight. They were led in minutes by Tisha McConnell, who played 45. Justin Holliday led the way in points with 26 points in 39 minutes. He shot 8 of 12 from three-point range. But The Pacers lost 142 to 133. Welcome in to the Locked on Pacers podcast. My name is Adam Friedman, as always on the coast of this wonderful podcast. And on today's show... We're going to look at the Pacers' possible playoff matchups, how they match up against what teams and where. Maybe who would be a better matchup for this Pacer team. We'll spend 15, 20 minutes on that. But we're going to start today's show talking about tonight's game against the Bucks and the, and the uh, piling up of injuries. So DeMontis Sabonis uh, left today's game with a knee injury. He supposedly wanted to return and was ruled out. From returning um, by Courtney Scott Agnes from Kevin Pritchard said, no, not go back in that game. Sabonis came pretty close to tearing his ACL or something in his knee uh, from the replay. You could see he, it was a play, I think, third quarter with he got tied up with uh, Brooke Lopez. Might have been second quarter, second or third quarter. Got tied up with it's probably third quarter with Brooke Lopez and uh, basically got his like leg was planted and Lopez ran into it. But he last minute pulled that leg up and fell. Luckily basically if he had kept his leg playing the whole time that, that knee or ACL would have snapped. So they were lucky to avoid that. But the Cayman also with a bunch of other injuries. So you go down go down the roster real fast. Talk about injuries. So, Karis Levert, who had a really nice night against the Bucks on Tuesday, was selling with a knee injury. He's day to day. Aaron Holiday was out day to day with the toe injury, and Son was out day to day. The knee injury. Brogdon's been out really for the better part of two weeks now, I think, with a hamstring injury. Turner, obviously, out indefinitely. Lamb out day to day again with, with a knee injury as well. And Tito Warren's obviously missed the whole season. So that's one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, seven injuries to the Pacers' top ten, I guess, depending where you put Aaron Holiday. Yeah, this team is uh, getting depleted. And the fact they even hung around in this game, frankly, is impressive enough in itself. I mean, they are really done eight, right? Because bonus ended up not playing most of the second half. Uh, and, it, you know, I mean, they're they're digging deep, playing guys like Keelan Martin, 27-plus minutes. I know he had a great game against the Cavs, probably maybe the best game of his career at that point. But they are digging deep to survive right now. And they're in that. I mean, they are now, I think, half a game back. No, Charlotte lost as well this, after, uh, this evening. So they are actually tied still Wish Charlotte for the eight They don't have the tiebreaker because they lost the season series to to Charlotte. Um, they both teams at one game ahead of the Wizards, who I think easily could propel themselves right to that eighth spot in a matter of, of uh the weekend, right? The Pacers have two games left. They play the Lakers and Raptors. Lakers are still fighting um to not be in that playing game. They sit one game back of both Portland and Dallas. They got Lakers like the Pacers have to actually pass those teams um, to have any shot at you know, they don't have the tiebreaker. So they have a shot at not being in the playing in like the past those teams. Lakers will be trying for sure. Raptors are the Raptors. They probably won't be trying that hard, but they are a frisky team. Nonetheless, um, if the Patriots win their last two, they'll be guaranteed the ninth seed, obviously. Um, but it'd be nice to see if they get into that eight spot. Cause it gives them a, a better chance of making the playoffs, but maybe you don't want that. Who knows? I mean, that that's a big thing right now is do we want this Patriots team to make the playoffs? I guess maybe, um, but the injuries are really piling up in a way that, like, if they're not going to even get somewhat close to a healthy-ish roster for a play game and for a first-round series, obviously I'm not sure we want them there, right? You look at it right now. So the the latest update, and this is gone from um, Jeremiah Johnson from Fox— well, no, sorry, Bolly Sports is the new name, name of the network. Uh, and he said this on the broadcast. Brogdon had started sort of doing some kind of practicing and, and motions and stuff like that to sort of hopefully— be able to uh, to get back in maybe the next week or so. Turner, I think, is probably still out for the rest of the season. He's just, just, just a bad bad injury. Karras, obviously. Karras, Sumner, and Holliday are all, all day to day, so there isn't a ton of, like, they could be out for a long period of times. But basically, to really have a shot in the playoffs, they need to get those four back for sure. Karras, Aaron, Sumner, and Brogdon, that at least gives them a shot at winning some playing games. Obviously, having Turner gives them the best shot to do anything in the playoffs at all. And maybe Turner returns, although, just like I said, it's such a bad injury. Who knows? But, um yeah, they need all four of those guys back by the playing game to have any shot at pushing and i do wonder if some of the the holding guys out i wonder if spones will even play this, this this weekend's games is because they're kind of locked into the nine spot i mean i guess there's an outside chance they get the eight seed but um i think they're like the Lakers would beat them no matter if they were healthy or not the pacers were because Lakers are trying their asses off to not be in that playing game so good chance they're stuck in that nine spot no matter what and maybe all those guys return next week and at least get a shot at a playing game when they play the wizards hopefully they have a at least put up a decent opponent um but we can't rule out the possibility of them being in this in the 7 eight game which means theoretically Theoretically, they could end up as a seven seed where everybody thought they were going to be when the season started, right? Before the season, everybody predicted Pacers probably fall six, seven. Now, the top six were totally different. Well, at least there was one, one I guess, two teams different, right? Atlanta and New York have shot up to four or five. I think before the c- season, it was people thought it would be Boston and Toronto, but it is what it is. But so yeah, there's a real chance Pacers, by the time we're talking next week, are basically the theoretical seven seed because they get the eighth spot and win the, win the first playing game. That's like not out of, the room of possibility. So we'll see what happens with that. But next, I want to talk about their possible first round matches and where they uh, really where they match up best and where they have the best chance to maybe get a game or even possibly upset a top seed, which they probably won't do. But could they if things broke their way perfectly? Let's do that next. But first, today's Locked On Pacers podcast is brought to you by betonline.ag. Betonline.ag is the fastest and easiest way to bet on all your sports action. Baseball season is in full swing. You can track all the action at betonline.ag. Get the latest news, odds, and info for all your sporting needs, including MLB, NBA, NHL, and even the UFC MMA action. Before the next pitch, head over to betonline.ag on your laptop, mobile device, and check out all the great sporting news, time for bonuses, and content information. Don't sell the silence anymore. This is your chance to get in the game as teams prep for their playoff run. Head over to the website or mobile device today. You can say 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit with the promo code locked on. That's L-O-C-K-E-D-O-N for a 50% welcome bonus at BetOnline.ag. I will go get those future bets we had in the playoffs. Those are my favorite kind of bets to bet on whether a team uh, gets some long odds, maybe, especially in the West. The West is so jumbled. maybe you can get a pretty good odds on, let's say, like the Clippers to win the NBA championship. So go to BetOnline.ag to place those bets. BetOnline.ag, your online sports book experts. And we're back. So the Pacers have three, well, five actual, six actual possible first round matchups. Let's do that. So they have three different play-in matchups. Then they have three possible opponents that could play in the first round after those play-in games, if they win them. So we'll start with, I think, with the more intriguing one and where do they match up better in the play-in games? And I'm gonna rank them in order uh, based on what, what I kind of think. So I think the third best chance of winning a, a, a play-in game is that they play Charlotte. Now, most likely, if they're playing Charlotte, they're playing the Hornets in the 9-10 matchup. There's a pretty good chance Boston's locked into that seven spots, really eight through 10. But if we're talking about being able to win at least just one play-in game, maybe at least have some excitement you know, next week, Charlotte is, is, is their best bet, I think, to play in that first round. They are not nearly as hot as the Wizards are right now. Um, Charlotte's been, you know, it's been fine, but they've got, you know, Gordon Hayward, who's been out for a long time, I think, I think he hasn't played. He may not even play in the playoffs. I don't know what the latest on him. You look at, you know, Corbin. You know, you go to B-Ball Ref and it just says he's being reevaluated of, of eventually. Um, they they did get Lamelo Ball back, so there is that. But this team has been, I think, the rest way is pedestrian since really since the Hayward injury. So the Pacers played them when Hayward got hurt on April third. At that point, the Charlotte team was 25 and 23. Since then, they've gone eight and 13 in their last um, 21 games. So. They've been just as bad as the Pacers. Um, they don't have any marquee wins over that stretch. I mean, they beat, I guess, Portland's a marquee win. But um, I guess they, they beat Milwaukee going back. But I don't think Giannis played in that game. Uh, and if he, let's see if he did. But they they just haven't been that that great. I mean, they've just been a very kind of up-and-down team. Since Hayward got hurt, totally expected. You know, Hayward is um, their best player. Yeah, Giannis didn't play in that game. So, yeah, that's why, that's why they won that one. Um, I mean, Hayward's been their best player this year, or was their best player this year when he was playing, so not unexpected. And they first they, they have a shot. I mean, they so they played Charlotte three times. The third time, they got pretty much smoked. It was during one of the worst Pacers stretches of the season. The previous matchups, they should have probably won both. They split them on a, what was like a not it wasn't an actual back-to-back, but it was one of those like play-the-same-team-twice-in-three-days in, twice in three days kind of matchups where they—on a Friday night, they— Basically, like we're down most of the night, but then pull out a fourth quarter lead and blew it. And they blew them out that on that Sunday, I believe. I think I have that right um, in terms of terms of those matchups. But yeah, they they are as good as the Hornets. Flipped that it was a Friday. It was a Wednesday they beat the Hornets, and then the Friday they should have beat them, but didn't. Um, they should have beat them twice in a row. That's right. That's what it was. But they are as good as the Hornets without Hayward. It's not even slightly better. So that's their best chance to probably win a. Um, a play in game, the first end. So the second E is opponent. And this is a, this is a toss up. Obviously there's two teams left, but like, it's pretty close. I do think Boston's worse than, than the Wizards at this point. I mean, Boston has just not been on the same kind of tear as the Wizards the Wizards have been really good. And we've seen they beat the Pacers twice last week. So clearly they're like, we can see bias plays a huge factor in this, but Boston is just like, I mean, with the Brown injury, whatnot, that certainly obviously changes a little bit of this factor. I mean, that's probably the biggest factor. And the reason why I'd rather see Boston um, then the wizards just in, in, a, in a playing game if there's going to be a chance especially if it's in that seven eight i just i not like the pacers odds in that game but boston has been they've lost four in a row recently some as you can't really you know gaze at the end of the season how teams you know at this point they're mailing it in boston's pretty locked in that seven spot and has been for a decent amount of time but um they've lost i believe they've won they won just three of their last 11 games so they just haven't been very good also recently Either of the Pacers, so it's not like saying anything, but I think Boston is, is this is at least the the second easiest team to beat, because I think the Wizards are the probably the best team of the four playing game four playing teams. Um Westbrook is on a tear and is on a mission, it feels like, to will this Wizard team into the playoff in some way. Uh and it and we've seen it. You just see it recently. Westbrook has killed the Pacers for, you know, Lick and Beal is arguably the best player um in you know in the matchup. You know, Westbrook or Beale is the best player in the matchup. Westbrook is those are the best two players in any matchup the Pacers have. And I think any, you know, I've got my case right now, Beale, Westbrook are playing better than even Jason Tatum is. I mean, so look at the Wizards, they have won a ton of games recently. So if you go back to one before they kind of started their streak, so they run they, they ran off eight eight in a row. But if you go back to like the the start of April, this team was seventeen and thirty, and now they're thirty-two and thirty-eight. So they've won basically they've gone fifteen and eight in the last twenty-three. You can even go a little closer. You go April 12 when they first started that win streak. They were 20 and 33. So they won 12 of their last 15 games. This team's been or 12 of their last sorry 18 games. This team's been really good. They've been really, really good. And I, there's not much else you can say about that except the fact that they have just been they've been taking advantage of the fact that they finally got you know I guess found their chemistry zone correctly. You know they took advantage of teams that haven't been very good or trying or whatever. And they've 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 at least taken the opportunity, and and grabbed it, right? The Pacers have had chances to be much better than they, they failed pretty much every way down the stretch, but with the Wizards, they have seized their opportunities better than I think any team so far in the playoffs right now, uh, or that's is, is competing in the playoffs, and it's, it's obvious. I, if I had a guess right now, we're still, we got a weekend left, but I would guess it ends up being seven Boston, eight Wizards, nine Hornets, ten Pacers, but that's just a guess I have right now. Um, I could definitely see Pacers being 10, Wizards being 9, Hornets being 8. But um, I do think Boston and Washington up playing that first game. Pacers end up playing the Hornets in that first game, which gives them a shot, I think, to at least win a play-in game. And, you know, Boston. like I said, if the Wizards beat Boston, there's also another chance to be at least the eight seed. But um, we'll see. And so that's what I'm talking about next is if they somehow manage to get out of the playing tournament, who do the Pacers want to see in that first round? Who is their best chance? You know, obviously the three teams they could face are all really good, depending for championship, but is there one they should rather face than the others? And I, and I have an opinion on that. But first, today's Locked On pitch pockets is also brought to you by wonderful friends over at Bilt Bar. Did you know Bilt Bar has nine delicious flavors, plus obviously the occasional limited time flavor? When we talk to a Bilt Bar fan, they're definitely passionate about their favorite ones. If you don't know Bilt Bar flavors, well, you're missing out. They're coconut, coconut almond, cherry, raspberry, mint brownie, peanut butter brownie, Double chocolate and salted and caramel. There's something for everyone. My favorite one is one of the limited time ones. The peanut butter brown, well, the peanut butter one or peanut butter brownie. They're all they, those ones are kind of two of my favorites. If you haven't tried all those flavors, you can get a mix box where you get two of each of the nine flavors today. My favorite one, like I said, is the peanut butter brownie one of those nine at least, and it comes in 17 grams of protein, 130 calories. It is great tasting. It's great if you're trying to be healthy, conscious, maintain or lose weight. I love built bars. They're awesome to me. I, I just. I love the way they taste. the perfect little snack to go on the on the go. That's what I like the most. And right now, you go to builtbar.com. Your promo code locked fifteen. It's L-O-C-K-E-D one five. You get a fifteen percent off your first order. That's use promo code lock fifteen for fifteen percent off your first order at builtbar.com. So some miracle way the Pacers make it out of the playing game. Who do they want to play in a first round matchup? So here are the Eastern at the top. They just played the Bucks tonight. The Bucks sit two and a half back of Philadelphia for the one seed. I think the that is they are not like the Bucks cannot be the one seed. And I, I believe Philly has the Philly officially locked in the one seed. No, they have not because the Philly it's a game and a half ahead of Brooklyn. Uh, so for all tempers, I do think Philly will be the one seed. Brooklyn and Milwaukee could duke it out. I think Milwaukee might have the the season series um, on that one because they won two times when they played recently. So that could be a tight battle. They're separated by a game. So the Pacers could theoretically be seven or eight, right? And they could play any one of these three teams. If they somehow make it into that eight-game, which again is not out of realm possibility, just because they are tied for it right now, and I think they could be Boston in the first round. They could draw either a Brooklyn, Milwaukee. Uh, I think if we're if we're betting or hoping, I think the easiest matchup for the Pacers would be a Nets, in the sense that the Nets have the more variance for injury. The Bucks are going to smoke the Pacers in the four games they play in the first round series. I'll predict that now. If they play, I'll predict it then. The Bucks are amazing. The Nets, on the other hand, I think there's a there's an outside chance that, like, Durant gets hurt in game one, Kyrie in game two, stuff like that. And all of a sudden, you're just playing, like, you know, James Harden and a bunch of bench guys. And Harden isn't even really up to shape yet. And he probably will be in two or three weeks. I mean, he'll be fine because he's James Harden. But there's a, there's a good chance that, like, some injury luck breaks your way, and all of a sudden you can beat the Nets in the first round series just because a bunch of guys are hurt. That's their best chance to win a playoff series. Now, if you're talking about winning a game or two, also, same logic applies for the Nets. Um, now, between Milwaukee and Philadelphia, I, for some reason, I'd rather play Philadelphia in the first round. I don't know why. Philly has been the best team in the East this year, pretty much. From wire to wire, they took the one spot, I think, like in late January, early February, and have not given it up since, really. So, I just, something about Milwaukee, I think Milwaukee probably will win the East this year. I don't know why. I think Giannis has finally found a new level in some ways, and I think that's part of it why. I think he's going to end up sort of, um, yeah, I mean, I think he's found a new level to him in a way that I think he'll be able to push himself in a way, like, he's kind of hitting the, in my opinion, the early LeBron level, where all of a sudden it's like, oh, it's right, this guy is, like, one of the best players in the league, and he's got a really good team around him, and I just think they're going to win the East this year. Um, And he's playing so much more efficiently. I mean, you look at Giannis' stats, I gotta pull him up again. I mean, you pull up tonight's game, it was crazy efficient. I mean, uh, he ended up being, like, 78% from the field, uh, and he went to the line 16 times, and that's, like, you know... He's basically can be a triple down machine all the time. He's playing against good players, right? Just Drew Holly's a really good player. So is Chris Milton. Like, the team is better. I think they've started to figure out their coaching a little bit. I just think they're really good. And Giannis is just, you know, it's really kind of a shame that Giannis isn't an MVP candidate this year. He is, but he isn't because like, they don't want to give it to him three years in a row, especially last year's playoff disaster, as, as you, you could call it. But, I mean, his raw stats, he's played, he's played I think, in. He'll end up playing, if he plays the rest of the season, he'll end up playing in 60 to 61 games. He's averaging 28 points, 11 rebounds, 6 assists on 56, 30, uh, 69 shooting. I mean, that's incredible. I believe it would be his most, would he put up 30 points a game last year? Yeah, so it would not be his most points ever, but it would be his, um, you know, better than last year. Shooting percentages, basically, across the board, not as good as his, other MVP year in 2018-19, but on par with his last two MVP seasons. So uh it definitely is a thing that, that could have—he uh, could be MVP, I think, if, you know. They were the ones that think he had a better case. Anyways, I don't think they're the best team. Nets are the second—or uh or the second best, and Nets the third. Um But I don't think the Pacer chance has any of those teams, I and mean, we've seen this Pacer team. Maybe just—maybe they were 100% completely healthy. They could, like, maybe get a game or two off one of those three teams. But I just, just really doubt it. I think this team is. I for some reason I feel like things could break their way, like win both games this weekend and be the eight seed, and that could get them. They get in the playoffs that way because I think they, it's pretty hard. It'll be. Well, Washington's pretty good, but I think they could be Boston in that first round playing game. I do think that's possible. But outside of that, if they end up in the nine ten, uh, I think they're heading for the lottery. Whether it's they win the first playing game and then lose to Washington or Boston the next round, I think. If they have to end up playing twice in a row on the road in like a three-day span, they're probably going to lose at least one of those. So I know that's not the most exciting to end this podcast, but hey, if they don't make the playoffs, we'll be talking lottery for a while. So look forward to that. Um, as always, Locked On Page Podcast is here five days a week. So even if the pitch hit, hit the offseason, we will be here for you doing player reviews, draft previews, lottery previews, whatever it is, we will have that all. We'll have covered it covered throughout the summer through free agency and everything. Locked Pacers is your place to be for all Pacers content. We will bring it to you. Like I, like we usually do, Tony and I will bring you a weekly show, and then we'll bring you some more podcasts throughout the week, um, whether it's, like I said, Tony and I doing a playroom together, doing a mailbag, or whatever it is, or maybe finding you know an outside guest to have on the show. We will bring you all kinds of content throughout the offseason. So look here, the Lockdown Pacers for all your Pacer content. As always, you can follow us on Twitter, at Locked on Pacers. Me at FreeMadam5. My co-host, Tony East at TEastNBA. That is all for today's Lockdown Picture Podcast. We will see you guys after the season ends next Monday.